Greetings and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By, where each week I seek to help us consider current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we, as God's children, can know how He wants us to respond. I'm Pam Christian, the researcher, writer, producer, and host of this podcast, and your devoted truth advocate. As I mentioned at the close of last week's show, I had hoped to have a special guest this week, but his schedule didn't permit, so I'm still working to have Alex Newman as my guest in the near future. Alex will be able to help us understand more about the One World Government proponents' extreme orchestration of events worldwide in effort to accomplish their goals, which God has made clear on more than one occasion they will not. I have confirmed Clay Clark for an upcoming show, wanting him to shed some light on the lawsuits that have been filed against General Michael Flynn, Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, and Clay Clark himself. These lawsuits are efforts by promoters of the One World Government to prevent President Trump from influencing Americans, which they will also fail to accomplish. And I'm working on confirming Dr. Jan Halper Hayes as my guest in the near future, expecting her to string together world events and give us some insight on the behind-the-scenes victories that are actually occurring now, even though we're not hearing about them because mainstream media is owned by the deep state and will soon be exposed and be forced to report truth. I always love having my specially selected guests on to help us consider current events with their unique experience and perspective. So, for this week, I want to stay on the topic of what has been taking place in the Middle East since October 7th. I know there's so much taking place around the world that's very alarming, but Israel is God's first covenant nation, and it serves as a time clock for all the rest of the world. So, for everyone in my audience representing over 37 different countries so far, I share with you more about Israel so we can all confidently understand the truth. God says of his people in Hosea 4.6, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Let's start with God's eternal promise concerning Abraham's offspring as we read in Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. And for this instance, I'll quote from the Amplified Bible. And God says, And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundance of increase and favors, and make your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him who curses you, or uses insolent language toward you. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed, and by you they will bless themselves. The Apostle Paul recalled this promise from God in Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 to 9, which the NIV translates, quote, Consider Abraham. He believed God, and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Understand, then, that those who believe are children of Abraham. The scriptures foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. End quote. I want all Christians to understand the importance of knowing the Bible and believing God for his word without allowing world events to impede our faith. Because of the importance of Israel and its impact on world events, I have spent the past three podcasts on the overarching topic of the history of Israel, the history of the Arab-Israeli conflict, and the history of Palestine. I very much want to help people learn the truth 
so as not to be caught up in the lies and deception that are being perpetrated by Satan as he works through people who are willing to carry out his diabolical destruction. We have different people groups all around the world who are perpetuating Satan's evil. Some are open about their desire to kill all Jews. Some wrongly believe the Jews victimized the Palestinians. Some have been indoctrinated to be anti-Semites based on intentionally skewed history. And then there's the self-appointed elite who have been working to create a one-world government and everything that goes with their agenda. Whether any of the people in these four groups realize it or not, they are being used as pawns in Satan's plans to dethrone God and take over the world. As a result, the heinous attacks by Hamas and other known terrorist groups in Israel has triggered the response from all people of the whole world. Great hatred and division are escalating on a worldwide scale. What has happened in the Middle East has deeply impacted people all around the world. Many are openly protesting and actually participating with false narratives, making them perpetrators of the lies and evil. As I brought out last week, Middle Eastern events have reawakened the ancient evil anti-Semitism that can be traced back to the twin brothers Jacob and Esau. As Christians, our job is to consider world events in the light of truth and respond to this gross darkness as God directs us in partnership with God to see His kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. I have worked very hard for you each and every week since July 2020 when we all began waking up to the fact that we've been woefully and intentionally deceived. And I want to remind you again, regardless of how dark and chaotic the world events become, we have God's three-prong assurance. First, we have God's promises in the written word that His people will be victorious. Second, we have the historical person of Jesus, who was and is the promised Redeemer, who accomplished everything needed for Satan's defeat. And third, we have God's continued spoken words through His prophets encouraging us to listen to Him and not the narrative from Satan. Those of us who walk by faith and not by sight will be in position to call forth God's will, to be in God's protection, and experience the fullness of victory God has planned for these very days we're living in. I work hard to bring you the content from my podcasts so you can discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the confident hope truth provides. Do not let what you see or hear adversely impact your faith. Today, I want to share with you some related headlines and contents from articles I've researched. I also want to point you to some resources where you can learn more and be fortified in your faith. And I want to give you actionable items you can do as a partner with God who is engaged in what God is doing to see His truly amazing victory in our behalf that is certain to come. First, let me share some of what Faith Batsko published in her article dated November 4, 2023, titled, Israel, Deception, and the Four Horsemen. Faith was a guest on my show previously, and I always enjoy the depth and insights she shares. Faith wrote, Amid the ongoing complexities surrounding Israel and the Palestinians, a web of misinformation has woven a deceptive narrative throughout the world. In tackling this subject, let's begin with Jesus. Jesus is Jewish. He was born in Israel, fulfilling the word of prophecy, and he will return to Israel again, fulfilling prophecy. After the fall, God's divine intention was to extend salvation to the world by descending to earth 
to redeem humanity by paying the penalty for their sins. Embedded within his plan was a twofold work into which everything falls. First, to prepare a people for his first coming, in the flesh, as the Savior and Redeemer, accomplished in Israel over 2,000 years ago. The second is to prepare the world for his return as Lord and King, to rule over the planet. End quote. While Satan works to bring people together under his plan to dethrone God and rule the earth, God, who is infinitely more powerful than Satan, is at work preparing his people for his return, where he will rule as Lord and King over the whole earth. Let this truth comfort you with all that's going on in the world today. Faith's article continues, quote, God's transcendent plan began in Israel and will also be completed in Israel. God's timeline for the unfolding of this plan and all notable events on it are embedded within Israel's journey from its beginning to the day of its fulfillment. In order to accomplish this plan, God had to prepare a people to understand the protocols of relating to a holy God, one who is also a consuming fire, and therefore the protocols of becoming the host nation of his presence, both in the spirit and in flesh. God chose Abraham to be his prototype and directed him to go to a land he would show him, reserved specifically for this work. The land of Israel became a laboratory, so to speak, for God's purposes. God picked the strategic spot. He called his portion a land centered in the nations where he would accomplish his plan. God declared numerous times in scripture that this land belonged to him. Joel chapter 3 verse 2 reads, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them, there, on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, they have also divided my land. End quote. In regard to the dispute over the land, there is none. The land belongs to God, and he gives it to whom he wills. He gave Israel the land with divine purpose to accomplish his will and eternal plan. The land was originally called Canaan and was occupied by ten evil nations. We read in Genesis 15:18, On the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your descendants I have given this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gergesites, and the Jebusites. End quote. Jacob, whose name God later changed to Israel, settled there, and the land became the nation of Israel. End quote. I'd love you to read the entire article that Faith wrote, so you'll find a link in the show notes. As to the timeline, Abraham entered the land God guided him to and received the covenant from God for the land and his descendants in about 2100 BC, or about 4,100 years ago and it's estimated that Joshua made conquest of the land in the year 1400 B.C. This would be the time when Israel, formerly known as Jacob, and his clan settled in the land and claimed it as the nation of Israel. The Bible reveals under King Solomon in about 931 B.C., the area of Israel was divided into two kingdoms, Israel in the north and Judah in the south. Around 722 B.C., the Assyrians invaded and destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel. In 568 BC, the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem and destroyed the first temple, which was replaced by a second temple 
in 516 B.C. For the next several centuries, the land of modern-day Israel was conquered and ruled by various groups, including the Persians, Greeks, Romans, Arabs, Fatimids, Seljuk Turks, Crusaders, Egyptians, Marmelukes, Islamists, and others. However, there is no mention of Palestine or Palestinians in the Bible. End quote. What we need to realize is there are two issues in the confusion, the land and the people. Specific to the land, the Greeks were the first to use the term Palestine to refer to a specific region of the land. The Romans used the term Syria-Palestina to identify the area covered by Judea and Samaria that included northern Jordan and Syria. Keep in mind, however, Palestine has never been recognized as a state or nation simply as a reference to a region. I'm sure you can think of examples where you live where areas or regions of a city are called by a particular name when in reality it's part of a greater city. Famous example would be the Bronx and the other four governmental districts that are all actually regions within New York City. To claim an attachment to the land, Palestinians today say they are descendants of the Philistines. The original name is Pelasheth, which describes a region of Syria. The Philistines also lived along the coastal regions of Gaza and Phoenicia. It is said by the 5th century BC that all historical and archaeological traces of the Philistines had disappeared and that the Greek conquests in the following century eliminated the last remaining traces of them as a people. While the name of the region was known as Palestine, the majority inhabitants were the Jewish people who occupied the land, who lived there from the time Joshua conquered it until, during, and after the era of the Romans. And again, many empires laid conquest to the land over the centuries, including Persians, Greeks, Romans, Arabs, Fatimids, Seljuk Turks, Crusaders, Egyptians, Marmelukes, Islamists, and others, but it was always primarily occupied by Jewish people. I went into detail about the Palestinians providing other significant facts with my last couple of podcasts, which I recommend you also know. Regarding the land we know as Israel today, in 1917, the British took control over Palestine, and after World War II, the territories of Palestine, Syria, Iraq, and Transjordan were established. The British government then implemented the Balfour Declaration to establish a national home for the Jewish people. After World War II, the Jewish survivors from the Holocaust began to return home. In 1948, the United Nations voted for the independence and creation of Israel as a nation, and the surrounding Arab nations immediately declared war on Israel. Again, quoting Faith Baxo, quote, The Jewish leaders at that time asked the Arabs to stay and live together in peace. However, the Arabs made known their intentions to drive Israel into the sea. Many Arabs, including Palestinian Arabs, left the area because of the war and others when they saw they were losing the war. Also, during this time, hundreds of thousands of Jews were forced to leave the Arab and Muslim nations and lost their properties, many finding a home in Israel. As part of their strategy in opposition to the Jews, the surrounding Arab nations have consistently refused to accept and absorb the displaced Arab people, ensuring the refugee problem stays alive. End quote. Did you catch all of that? especially the part where the surrounding Arab nations have consistently refused to accept and absorb the displaced Palestinian Arabs 
I recently learned from Amir Sarfati, president of Behold Israel, that 16 different countries have opened their borders to refugees of the Ukrainian war, including Israel. And since Hamas, a proxy terrorist group for Iran, attacked Gaza on October 7th of this year, not a single Arab country has opened doors for the Palestinian refugees. Amir also explained the Arab enemies of Israel all share affinity to Iran. Amir wrote, quote, But what many Westerners don't know is that Iranians, who are called Persians, have a superiority complex when it comes to their fellow Middle Easterners. If there is dirty work to be done, the Iranians would much rather it was Arab hands that did it. That is why they created the militias. Hezbollah, Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Houthis, Qadaib, Sayyid al-Shuhada, and all the others are the Persians' fighting force because there is no other reason to spill Iranian blood when there are so many Arabs available to do it. End quote. And another matter that mainstream media is not reporting is how Musab Hassan Yusuf, the eldest son of one of the Hamas co-founders in an interview with News Nation's Cuomo, recently called Hamas a Nazi group and noted that Israel is not responsible for any harm that happens to civilians in northern Gaza. Yusuf fought alongside his father for years before he started to see things that made him rethink the situation. Yusuf later worked undercover for Israel. Yusuf stated, quote, Hamas is a barbaric organization, adding, We have to remove them from power at whatever it takes. This is war. You have to accept it. Hamas started this war. End quote. Hamas has a history of starting wars with Israel and then spinning the narrative to influence the courts of public opinion that Israel is the aggressor. On October 14th, Iran's foreign minister, Hussein Er Abdullahian, met with the United Nations Middle East envoy and said, quote, If the Israeli military operation continues, and especially if Israel follows through on its promise of a ground offensive in Gaza, Iran will have to respond. He continued, quote, I want to warn the war criminals and those who support this entity before it's too late to stop the crimes against civilians in Gaza because it might be too late in a few hours. End quote. Let me interject here. Hamas, which is the ruling party of the Palestinian people in Gaza, has been repeatedly voted for by the Palestinian people, and it was Hamas that launched a surprise attack upon the citizens in Israel on October 7th, slaughtering, maiming, beheading, and worse. Generally speaking, as much as people try to make a distinction between Hamas and Palestinians, there is no distinction. This is evidenced by the number of Palestinian citizens who entered through the breached Israeli wall with knives and hatchets to murder Israeli citizens, even capturing their barbaric acts on video that they then broadcast while rejoicing in their murderous acts. I invite you to use the link from Amir's Israel Updates to learn of the atrocities and types of things the Palestinian citizens and Hamas did against Israeli citizens that I cannot bring myself to state here. Truly unimaginable, cruel, and inhumane treatment of fellow human beings. Continuing with Mossab Hassan Youssef, the eldest son of one of the Hamas co-founders, he explained that Israel tells citizens to evacuate, quote, Leaflets, phone calls, media, and more give Gaza citizens an opportunity of 20 days to evacuate, but many didn't. 
He continues, In this case, Israel is not responsible for any harm that happens to civilians in northern Gaza that stay. End quote. Amir Sarfati has defended the same situation, explaining how Israel has always warned civilians to leave an area where they plan to counterattack. Amir also explains there is an extensive tunnel system in Gaza built by the very wealthy Hamas. Billions of dollars have been spent to build an extensive 1,300-section tunnel system underground that spans over 300 miles with a depth of more than 225 feet. In these tunnels are 30 to 40,000 terrorists waiting for their orders. Shafts to these tunnels are often directly from within civilian homes, where civilians also house ammunitions and more. The headquarters for the Hamas terrorists are directly under a main hospital. So rather than shielding civilians, Hamas actually uses them as human shields. While food, water, and power have been allowed by the Israelis to be available for the civilians, Gasoline has been cut off. The reason is the underground tunnel system uses gasoline for operating the ventilators needed to get air to the terrorists underground. Hamas has been discovered to steal fuel given to hospitals to use themselves. IDF confiscated the gasoline on the basis no gas, no ventilators, no ventilators, no air. No air, the terrorists will be forced out of their holes where they will be required to surrender or be killed. Hamas targets innocent civilians. The IDF warns civilians so they can escape. The reason non-combatants are killed is because Hamas forces them to remain behind, maintain the human shield, so they can use their bodies afterward as propaganda for the world media. IDF, on the other hand, goes out of its way to limit civilian casualties. Further exacerbating the situation, the Israeli military has reported that they believe 203 Israelis have been taken captive by Hamas, including women, children, and elderly, some being survivors of the Holocaust. Gaza has billions of dollars poured into it from different nations, including the United Nations, through their Occupied Palestinian Territory Humanitarian Relief Fund. However, humanitarian aid does not reach the people. First, it goes to Hamas leaders. Of the top three Hamas leaders, two are worth $4 billion each, and one is worth $3 billion. As to the question, where do they live? Well, they live in luxurious homes in Turkey, nowhere near Gaza. After paying the leaders, most of the money goes to the construction of the intricate multi-level tunnel system. The narrative Iran wants promoted is that Israel is the aggressor and the one conducting serious war crimes and this has even been perpetrated by the United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Israeli Ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Erdogan, announced the Secretary General's speech noting that Guterres claimed Hamas bombarded central Israel with rockets. Erdogan stated, quote, The shocking speech by the United Nations Secretary General at the Security Council meeting proved conclusively beyond any doubt that the Secretary General is completely disconnected from the reality in our region, and that he views the massacre committed by Nazi Hamas terrorists in a distorted and immoral manner. His statement that the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum expressed an understanding for terrorism and murder. It's really unfathomable. It's truly sad that the head of an organization that arose after the Holocaust holds such horrible views. End quote. Then Erdan urged Guterres to resign immediately 
while calling on the Jewish state to rethink its relationship with the international organization. Many countries are being directly impacted by the events in the Middle East, likely as proponents of the One World Government has planned. Gaza, Lebanon, Syria, Yemen, Iran, Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Turkey, the United States, and Europe, and certainly Jewish people all around the world, are impacted in a variety of ways. In the United States, there is great concern for terrorist cell groups established simply waiting for their orders to strike. And there is massive division between Europeans and the enormous Muslim population that now exists due to their open border policy. Worldwide, anti-Semitism is back in vogue. In Germany, cases of anti-Semitism have risen 240%. In Austria, 300%. South Africa, 720%. And in the UK, 1,351%. We are suffering new cultural divides between virulent Palestinian supporters and those who criticize the horrors that Hamas perpetuated. Much of this ignorant hatred is originating in American academia. Victor Davis Hansen, in an excellent interview by Jan Jakilik for the Epoch Times, addressed the anti-Semite and pro-Palestinian protests that have erupted worldwide, also citing America's educational institutions. He stated, quote, We had a situation in a time of peace where a thousand people were mutilated and butchered before the IDF responded. Yet, that ignited these people on campuses to root for the people who were murdering and beheading. They were not saying the Israelis are committing genocide by retaliating. That hadn't happened yet. But their instinct, their training, and their ideology was so perverted and out of mind, that was their natural Pavlonian response. We can't have that anymore, and we have to look at how to stop it. End quote. Hansen provided several excellent insights in this interview. I highly recommend you watch the video. You'll find the link in the show notes. IDF soldiers are fighting for more than just Israel. They're on the front lines, defending Jews and Christians worldwide. This is not merely a fight between Israel and Hamas, between American and European Jews and their anti-Semitic neighbors, and between the corrupt media and Israelis' defenders. This is a fight between pure evil, personified by Hamas and other terrorist groups against those of us who live by God's word and stand for good. I believe God is intricately involved in all the atrocities that are occurring around the world, and he is weaving each and every detail together in such a way to expose evil wherever it exists. So when he administers judgment, the vast majority of the world will see that the judgment is correct. The efforts of the one world government through COVID and all that it imposed, the corruption in the United States elections, the alliances of various nations for both economic and power gains, the Biden crime family, the war in the Ukraine, the medical and academic cartels, even the specific selection of Mike Johnson as the U.S. Speaker of the House, all of it, I'm confident God is working in each and every area worldwide as we are on the precipice of actually seeing God intervene in the affairs of humanity in a way he never has before. Many believe the deep state all around the world has conspired for a one-world government wants World War III as soon as possible to cover up all their exposures. The globalists were very close to destroying the United States and Israel from inside with progressive puppets 
and creating massive division between race, class, gender, vaccinated, pro-Israelis, and many other points of division. Their goal was to divide and conquer, but it's backfiring. People all around the world are uniting under the banner of truth. The globalists are scrambling because their plans are failing and they are fervently seeking to regroup and still accomplish their goals, but they won't succeed. I believe just as January 6th was a false flag event planned by the deep state, so was the insurrection inside Washington, D.C. that occurred on November 4th that mainstream media is ignoring. The visual they created is that of a violent insurrection, overthrow of the federal government by Hamas demonstrators. They defied Secret Service, vandalized federal property, and rioted. This was a massive rally in Washington, D.C. that reportedly included some 300,000 people. It seemed to be a fusion of Black Lives Matters and Palestinian activists. I've provided a link to what's called the Benny Show, where the host provides even more complete details. Warning, the language in the video is not entirely wholesome. Don't let this false flag event or the many protests planned to erupt all around the nation over the next few days lure you into fear and division. The deep state is instigating every bit of this. Don't view things from an earthly perspective, but a heavenly perspective. With that, you will have to agree with me that every bit of this is being used by God to open people's eyes to intentionally choose with what and whom they want to be aligned, either Satan and all that is evil unto destruction, or God and all that is good and leads to everlasting life. God is orchestrating all events worldwide for the greatest harvest of souls unto Christ the world has ever seen, and all for God's glory. God has spoken through several modern-day trusted prophets, different messages, all with the same theme, the victory God will give to his faithful people. On Friday, November 3rd, Julie Green posted a new word she received titled, Urgency of the Times. I strongly encourage you to watch it in its entirety, and I apologize up front for the pops in the audio, but it can't be helped because I'm recording off the internet. Here's the portion of the audio I captured for you, and you'll find a link to the entire broadcast in the show notes. For I, the Lord this day, am telling my children to urgently seek me and the authority and power I have already given to you. Your enemies are trying desperately to start greater war, not only in Israel with Hamas, but they want one in the land of my eagle. Oh, my United States, Hamas has planted people in this nation, along with Hezbollah and Al-Qaeda, terrorist groups all over this land. I am not telling you this to fear, but this is time to stand and to fight back. My children, not only does this nation need you standing, but so does the nations around the world. This is the time to stand and fight, not to back off, not to quit on me and my words. There will be times where your enemy will try to tempt you to give up and to give in. The pressure will build to do so, but remember who wins. Remember who is defeated. Remember my words and when I have, what I've spoken. When the lights turn out or when the market tumbles, when chaos seems to erupt everywhere you look, this is a sign to you 
that your enemies are losing and your victory is at hand. When all hope feels lost and times are the darkest, that is right before a great and mighty breakthrough. War is at your doorsteps, O United States. It has been for a long time, but now is a time for it to intensify. But remember, a war they want and a war they will not get. Your enemies will try to hide their weaknesses and the frailness of the Biden. But something is about to take place on live TV that will give this away even more. And it will shock this nation awake. There have been many traitors in your midst, and you're about to see them be exposed one by one. They will pay for the crimes they have committed against you and this nation. A sudden shift in alliances, this will be in your news. A court case against my David is about to fall apart in front of the world. And the ones who brought this case will be proven to be frauds and the criminals they are. Many people are about to pay for many crimes against you, O United States. Legacy, this word will be in your news for a surprising reason. Major headlines will break out regarding something massive taking place out of Florida. The North Rim, this will be in your news for a shocking reason. Atlas, this will be in your news for a surprising reason. Bribes are about to be exposed big time on how much this supposed government and administration has done against you. Listen for military movements and great advancements taking place in the Pacific Ocean. Watch out, my children, for false flags across this nation. Stop them in their tracks with my words. Your enemies have nothing to resist it. They have nothing, no form of power to fight back against my power. And I've given it to you upon this earth. You're about to see the Biden signal something on live TV. He will get caught and many will figure out what he meant. And many will push back against it. Witchcraft in the White House will be exposed in a major way. Again, my children, this is the time to fight by faith. To stand and take and stand to take back territory and to take back what rightfully belongs to you. Arise, my children, this is your time to receive my glory. And a great revival has started and will continue to grow upon this earth. Many things are turning for your good. Save the Lord. Your Redeemer. In the midst of the most gross darkness, those of us who know who we are in Christ, who have learned how to wield Christ's power and authority He has given us, are essential in God's plan for victory. We must, each one of us, put on the full armor of God, agree with God's words, and stand strong against the enemy. It has been the decades of complacency of the church, which should have been operating as the ecclesia against evil, that has allowed evil to advance. 
Now is the day for the Ecclesia to take her rightful place in the world and see the victorious work of Christ manifest in our lives. The actionable efforts we must all do in this hour is to hear the word of the Lord and obey it, doing what he instructs with the power and authority of Christ that he has given us. And with this, we will see the defeat of the enemy. This concludes my podcast for today, and I really do put my heart and soul into each and every one of these podcasts, wanting very much for you to know the truth and to find strength of faith that you need in these very dark days. Won't you shoot me an email letting me know how this podcast impacts you? My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. I truly welcome your communication. Next week is still not confirmed, but as I shared in the opening, I'm seeking to bring in experts who can help us shed more light on truth and what is happening in our world today. If you like what you hear from me with this podcast, I highly recommend my book series, my award-winning blog, connecting with me on social media where I cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast, and consider signing up for my certificate course in apologetics. My aim with that course is to help people learn how to not only use apologetics to share truth with others, but help Christian leaders incorporate apologetics in their respective ministries so more Christians are confident about sharing their faith. Learn more about my online apologetics course using the link in the show notes. Should you have a topic you want me to explore with this podcast, simply let me know. Again, my email address is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If this podcast blesses you, and I certainly hope it does because you are the reason I work as hard as I do, would you consider partnering with me in my vision? You know my whole goal is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. You can, and I hope you do personally, share truth with others on your own. But have you thought about how many more people you could reach by partnering with me? Help me grow this podcast. Get my books into more people's hands and talk me up to others to get me more speaking engagements and increase this podcast audience. Then together, as partners, we will be making a much greater impact than we can on our own. There are several ways you can choose to partner with me. Certainly, telling others about me and my ministry, along with prayer, is top of the list. There is nothing as powerful as personal endorsements or word-of-mouth referrals. Buying my books and products is another way. All of my books in the Faith to Live By series were written to help people better understand the Christian faith and how to successfully live it out. The first book is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. The second, Renew Your Hope, Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs. And the third is Revive Your Life, Rest for Your Anxious Heart. There are two more in the series about the end times. The first one is Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End Time Promises written for Christians to properly understand God's plans for His people during the end times. And the other is Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. It's written to help church leadership be ready in every way possible for the long-prophesied billion-soul harvest. Visit my website and get any or all of these books with a deep 20% discount by using the word TRUTH at checkout. I also welcome donations, but for now they're not tax-deductible. However, I'm working on that, so listen in the weeks to come and you'll learn more about how you can support me through donations that will be tax-deductible. Supporting the businesses I feature as affiliate partners is yet another way you can partner with me. I seek to find affiliates who can offer you goods and services you need, and I have some very exciting money-saving America First goods and services you will not want to miss out on. Newest to my affiliate list is a company I'm exceedingly excited to introduce you to. If you're like me, you're tired of paying very high prices for cable television 
and you've been waiting to find just the right company who shares your values to replace your cable service. Well, I found it. It's called Q Streaming. They provide over 3,000 channels, including live TV with local stations from across the United States, U.S. networks, sports networks, movie networks, and pay-per-view events. You get all that for about half of what most cable companies charge, and there's no contract, just a monthly subscription. Using the link in the show notes, go and look around and sign up to start viewing the programs you like for a fraction of what you're paying now. All while supporting a Christian-owned and operated company that exclusively uses word-of-mouth advertising so as not to spend money on commercial advertisement that supports the woke movement. And don't forget, when it comes to your health, I also have affiliate partners Mfinity and Dr. Zelenko's ZStack supplements. You can learn more on the affiliates page and the information in the show notes. Also, there's Operation Tomahawk, which Scott McKay started. It's a subscription program that allows you to get your household and personal care items from a company that is American-owned and operated, because we don't want to support the deep state. And regarding your finances, I want you to know about Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a personal wealth advisor who offers free consultations to understand your financial goals and help you reach them. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, You get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So why not shop for yourself or to get gifts for friends and family? Your support is greatly appreciated. All affiliate partners' information is in the show notes, and I have a dedicated web page where you can learn even more, and you can hear the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase. But to help you, I am researching companies and interviewing their representatives and using their products or services myself to provide you a personal recommendation. There's a link to all the interviews in the show notes. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. Again, my email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And I'm very active on social media. I can actually cover more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast. And to receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me learn more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. And I would especially appreciate you subscribing to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. A review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 